1: Hey, road trippers, you have indeed reached Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits in rural Mexico. But before we can take off on this week's road trip, we need to fill up the tank, which is code for pay the bills, which is code for run the commercials for the folks who are enabling us to go on these agave road trips. So sit back and Chava and I will circle back to you in a second. Heritage
2: Radio Network runs on listener support and so does this podcast.
1: Wait, wait, Agave Road Trip runs on listener support? I thought we ran on Pulque and Audacity.
2: Okay, Pulque, Audacity and listener support. If you enjoy Agave Road Trip, the best way to show your support is to become a member of Heritage Radio Network.
1: You mean become a member of Heritage Radio Network and steal your friends' phones and add Agave Road Trip to their Apple podcast subscriptions. <laughs> yes,
2: sure. Set up a monthly recurring donation of any amount and choose Agave Road Trip in the destination drop-down menu. Become a monthly sustaining member at HeritageRadioNetwork.org
1: slash donate. Is this the part where I say, and if you don't like Agave Road Trip, tell your enemies, to listen, no. This is the part where you repeat.
2: Become a monthly sustaining member at HeritageRadioNetwork.org/donate
1: because repeating it makes it easier for people to remember. Oh, okay, got it. Become a monthly sustaining member at HeritageRadioNetwork.org/donate and tell your enemies to listen to us too. Je suis un Monsieur Tête de de terre. Lou, are you speaking in tongues? Oh, Chava, I thought you spoke French.
2: I do, Lou. i lived in Nice for a year. And what exactly is that that you're trying to
1: speak? <laughs> well, I'm trying to speak French. Okay, if you say so. And what are you trying to say in French? I am saying I would like to try your Sombra Mezcal, please. Again? Okay, if you say so. But why are you attempting to order your Sombra in French? Oh, Chava, young Chava, have you not heard? There is a new Sombra on the market. The Reposy. I think you mean Reposado? No, Chava, that's Spanish. I'm speaking French. Then I think you mean reposé. Ah, le reposé es fantástico. <laughs> Still not French, but could you please get to the point? Yeah, sure. Sombra has a new aged version of their award-winning Espadine Mezcal and is being aged in bored, Ducks oak wine barrels. <laughs> Good Lord, Bordeaux. Oh yeah, yeah, that actually sounds better. Bordeaux wine barrels from um from me could you read this for me? Okay, okay, let me check. Chateau Le Bille Poifer.
2: Wow! That's one of the original second growth states in Bordeaux established in
1: 1855? <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure exactly what second growth means, but I can tell from all of your exclamation points that it's significant, which is what I figured from everything I've been reading about this. So I'm thinking the next time I go to a Mescal bar and I try to order a copita full of sombra rep- sombre... sombra, reposé. Right. Next time I go to order a copita of Sombra Reposé, I'm going to have to be able to speak fancy. Fancy talk gets you fancy mezcal. I'm guessing you could just say, I like the Sombra Reposé. You know nothing is that simple with me,
2: Chava. I do, Lou, but for everyone else, just say, I like the Sombra (laughs) repose
1: I am Lou Bank. I am Chava Perivan. And this is Agave Road Trip, the award-winning podcast that helps gringo bartenders better understand Agave, Agave Spirits, and rural Mexico. And today. And today, Chava, today you and I are gonna have a fist fight. Well, no, we're not. We're gonna have a brain fight. We're gonna have a <laughs> brain fight over the age-old contentious issue of Does mezcal age when you put it in glass? And let's be clear from the onset that this is
2: not just something we invented, or it's not like gossip in the mezcal world. It is even recognized by certification.
1: Like you can certify mezcal that has been aged in the glass. Well, okay, yes, absolutely. But in essence, like I think the real question is not uh, not has it aged in the glass because that's such a weird, weird. Well, maduro, they they only use the word. Does it change? And how does it change? Okay, I'll go with that. Sure. How does it change? I like that yeah. too. Okay, so so you know we've we've done an episode already about aging mezcal in wood. Yeah, right. And uh and and I think we've talked about clearly enough that yes, there is a tradition in some communities where they do age it in wood, and that's going to change significantly because all of the wood is going to impart flavors to the mescal You're right?
2: extracting whatever it's attached to the wood. Through dissolving it in alcohol. So, yeah, of course, that's like a very simple, straightforward, we all know about it sort of thing. Right. But in
1: glass... But in glass, (laughs) what happens? Well, you know, so should we go directly to the quote or do you want to rumble before the quote?
2: No, I want to go directly to the quote because I think otherwise we're going to do, say, really inaccurate, stupid things. So I think that's going to (laughs) prevent us to do
1: that. Okay, so uh, during that uh, interview we had with Guillaume Couvalet, yeah, you're yeah, good. Yeah. I'm getting better? Ah, uh, sort of. No, okay. You go. Uh, from Davos Brands, uh, he had this great quote. Uh, it's the same one, in fact, that we used during the tasting of the uh, the Sombra Reposé. So, uh, Guillaume, take it away.
3: And, and you know, Americans, when they discovered wine 20 years ago, they wanted a Chardonnay so oaky buttery that it was like, it was so dry you can barely, you know, <laughs> drink it. Uh, but, but, you know, it was a sort of a mis... Um, misunderstanding of what the role of a barrel does. The role of a barrel in the aging process is to, to allow microoxygenation, not an actual microoxygenation, but very small particle of oxygen to go through the wood. And then it helps the tannin to evolve. And the tannin is what gives the flavor to the wine. So if you put it in a tight container without air, they won't budge or very, very, very little. If you put it in the container like a barrel uh, that is tight, but not that tight that there's no air. There's just a little bit of oxygen molecule that goes to those, that pours to those wood fibers, and that goes into the wine at, at a rate that is so small, but just enough to let the tannin, you know, mature, you know, uh, progress gradually. And uh, and so hence the sort of that, you know, after experiments, you know, the, 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 the winemakers, you know, thought that after 18 months you know it was the ultimate now it continues the wine once it's bottled after 18 months continues to age in a, in a bottle but uh, you know it's a it's a different rate because you're in a glass container and the cork there is a little bit of air going through the cork this is purpose of why you have a cork and not a, a you know a, a plastic cap is because you do still want to have a little bit of air coming to continue what have started in the maturation process in in the barrel Okay, so here we have the
2: main actor is oxygen and how oxygen can transform a drink. Is it the main actor? Because that's not the f- sense I'm getting. Yeah, 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 Micro-oxygenation. Well, yeah, but the oxygen is activating stuff. Well, it's it's making the tannin evolve. But, well, like, first we have to, to say that it, that's in the case of wine, which is a fermented drink. We're talking about spirits, which... You know, like everybody that likes to drink wine says it's, it's a drink that it's alive. Right. Whereas the spirit is dead. It's cold stone dead. <laughs>
1: sure,
2: <laughs> sure. So, so that the changes that it can go through are a lot
1: more subtle. And I think that we should start from there. I think... You, the changes that it goes through absent something else acting on it. Yeah. Because again, I'm, the wood, you put it in wood, it's going to pull things out of wood. Yeah. You, like, put, a, you put a worm in it, in there, it's yeah. going to pull flavors out of the worm.
2: Yeah, yeah, because alcohol is very... can dissolve things very aggressively. Right. So whatever you add into it that you're dissolving, of course, is going to drastically change the flavor. But... So I I've, I've got this question for you. You've tried a lot of stuff that has been aging in glass for a long time. <laughs> My basement is full of it. Yes. Exactly, yeah. And I mean, your memory can be flawed. Significantly. But, <laughs> but can you recall something that has changed drastically or is it usually very subtle, tiny changes?
1: Well, okay. Uh, you know, I, I can think of two things where I immediately recognize significant changes. But wait, that it's just plain spirit, that it's not some sort of
2: pechuga, that it's not some sort of weird stuff. That I can just think a... of
1: one spirit. That... Yeah, okay,
0: there you go. There you go. So, <laughs> like,
1: like, but to be fair, like, the, like, so when when Lalo made that um, that distillation of espadine and tobaziche through cacao beans. It tasted, you know. I've told you this yeah, story yeah, before. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. it's been in an episode, but it it tasted to me like like fish, like dried fish. It was awful. And then six months later, I pulled it out, and it was it was like Swiss Miss. It was this beautiful chocolate experience. Okay, so that's but that's one that it's not necessarily
2: I mean, like we, we. It could
1: have been just the cacao. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But Lalo also made uh, this beautiful uh, uh, baquela. Expression uh, mm-hmm. that he told me was the last of the bacuelas. <laughs> Turns out bacuela is tepestate. Hey, Lala wasn't the last of them, but thanks, buddy, appreciate it. <laughs> anyway, um, so I, I bought um, I bought a half a liter of that, and and it was good, not amazing, but good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I left it in my basement, figuring it'll be a novelty thing. And I pulled it out probably five years later, and you know it's now been sitting down here for eleven years, about and I, I i pulled it out and it tasted so different like so significantly different and so delicious it tasted to me like like roasted asparagus oh wow and then the only other time that i've experienced something that tasted like that roasted asparagus was when i i bought a liter i'm sorry i bought a gallon of uh of uh, uh, a potatorum expression from amando alvarado alvarez yeah hmm? atovala no potatorum. no no it was no it was a potatorum so well, in, in yeah. his community it would have been metal. okay yeah, correct. yeah. Sorry, sir. um where he he you know he made it his normal way and i've i've got so many different expressions by amando using that agave right but i asked him to age it underground to store it for 18 well i told him two years and 18 months later he told me it had been two years which is another story but um But 18 months later, we pulled it out from underground, and it had that same flavor of roasted asparagus to me. Wow. Okay. That was a lot of information. I'm sorry. No,
2: no, 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 not at all. Uh, And and it's, uh, it's to say, I have have a hard, uh, like most of the things that I've tried that have been aged in glass for a long time have come from Guerrero you know, from the X and Seconds guys. These guys invested a lot of money in glass containers. And you can buy stuff from 2007, 2006, 2002 from them. And... I've also tried like the jong versions of this, you know, like like maybe uh. Well, s-
1: sort of. You've tried the like the recent versions that they made. Yeah, but it's not like yeah. It's uh, and it's impossible it, it, to make a control on this, right? Well, it's, kind of, sort of. We're actually,
2: I mean, maybe you're not aware of this, but we're doing this right now. Yes, yes, but, and and sometimes like I, I have to throw <laughs> this into the mix because I think it's an important factor to consider. Has the spirit changed or has your mouth and your perception changed?
1: Well, right, 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 Yes. Yeah, has Let's, your palate changed? Well, because but, but, you, okay, so, but hang on. So, so let me talk about the experiment that we're doing that maybe you don't know about. No, I don't no, know I, I know. Did. I
2: know the experiment we're doing. Okay. You're, talk you're, for, we're talking yeah. about the
1: Victor Ramos experiment. Yes, correct. Okay, so, right. So we've purchased from Victor Ramos um, 40 liters each of three different distillations of Tobola that he's done uh, during three different periods over an 18-month period. Right, And we're storing the 20 liters of each of these three expressions underground, buried underground, and 20 liters above ground. Mm -hmm. Now, so so my point to you here is if those two expressions from each batch, if the above ground and the below ground taste exactly the same, then all that tells us, all that tells us is that nothing... Uh, th- that there's no difference between storing underground and above ground. That's all it tells us. But yeah. but if there is a significant difference, and I think there will be, <laughs> if there is a significant difference between the two, then it means that something is going on in the bottle, and, and it's diff- that something that's going on is different if it's underground than if it's above ground. And that means that you've got temperature control and light control that affects what's going on in the bottle.
2: Yes. And then just going back to Guillaume's uh, quote, he says that, you know, if you have a tiny bit of oxygen in there, mm-hmm. it's not going to change a lot, but it's going to budge a little, right?
1: Well, that's, so, what, that's what he says, uh, but uh, that's his
2: theory. No, no, no. That, that's very well understood in the wine oh, okay, context. Okay. Yeah, It's, it's not okay. a theory at all. And my point to that is I think the flavors change very lightly in mezcal maybe it's just that tiny bit of oxygen that it's left inside the bottle because let's be real like most of these oh. things are they're they're not corked they're they they do not have a natural cork because natural corks with spirits with high abbs tend to be complicated they, they can they can sure. get ruined and they can just destroy and you
1: it. don't don't store
2: don't store your bottles on their sides no people do that yeah they do oh, okay do not okay Th- thanks little pro sure. tip yeah uh so maybe just that little amount. The other part, and I, I hate to bring something that I don't quite understand, but I'm going to take the risk of being told I'm not that very smart. Uh, when I was doing a little bit of research about distillation, there was this thing that it's called bruising. Hmm. So it's when you finish distilling, we, we like, well...
1: It, it's called bruising. When you finish distilling, if you've not gotten the yields <laughs> that uh, the guy you work for <laughs> wants you to, he hits you with a bunch of oranges and then you start bruising. No, not no. like that. But no. you have, you know, you have like,
2: and in the mezcal world, this
1: makes a lot of sense because you have, you end up with all these
2: little containers, right? Yeah. You make your rectification, your second distillation, you end up with six different containers of 20 liters. Sure. And then just blend them all together. Or not, but yes. Oh, uh, Yeah. Uh, like but may say say you have yeah, so a lot of people thank the Lord, don't do that, you blend them all together, but you don't quite blend them very well, you're just basically getting those containers and throwing that all of that into one place, uh like, you're, you're not picking and choosing well, like you just you're just throwing that, giving it the blessing, and probably bottling after that, right, so there's this thing like in in some other like distillation context where you're actually spending time mixing that.
1: Oh sure, so, yeah. So we, like everything, didn't we cover that in an episode. Didn't I, we talk I, about master blenders? We did.
2: Well, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you you just get everything to like really get together because you have a lot of different densities, different alcohols, different stuff. So you give it time to really integrate into one unity. So I think that a lot of the things that we buy from small producers, they were never really bruised. They they were never giving a lot of time to to become this one unity oh. and while they're inside the glass there you see like you always see this you see condensation and they they're like sure, sure so they get the chance to be and actually in this this thing that i researched they were saying that they do that so you don't get that process of like condensation inside the bottle because it looks ugly for some people somehow yeah, yeah, yeah. and maybe that's also part of it like it, it just just you're giving it the time
1: for everything to really to, be, to com- coalesce into a single solution,
2: sort of, yeah. And again, like I'm, this, probably it's absolutely witchcraft and absolutely flat wrong. And the source where I got this, it's uh, I, I couldn't like it was not a peer reviewed journal or anything. But otherwise, I just I'm I'm lost in this one.
1: Well, okay, so I guess the conclusion is we we don't <laughs> know what the truth is. I've got I've got things that have suggested to me. I've, got, I've tasted things that have suggested to me that, yes, it changes when you leave it rested in glass.
2: And one question, and, and this is my personal experience. But yeah. for me, and that's why I, I, I dared to mention this, what happens a lot of times is a lot of the spikes that the younger version had, like a lot of like the high notes of alcohol, like just spikes in the flavor, sort of get rounded and becomes prettier. Like it's just like one... Oh. One, one, one beautiful circle.
1: God, you know, you, you, you're reminding me. I did a tasting uh, this past weekend with, with our friends at La Luna. They were in our backyard um, tasting out some stuff. And I poured them my Victor Ramos side-by-side that I like to do, the 2015, 2018, and 2019 Tobola's. And I'm so used to hearing during those tastings how much everybody is blown away by the 2015. And this time, everybody said it, it felt it tasted hot to them. And I wonder, like it's it's sort of the opposite of what you're saying. Yeah, like it now has gained spikes that it didn't have. And you know, and it's, again, imperfect uh, because these people haven't tried the 2015 before. This was new to them. And once one person says it, then everybody kind of tastes that same thing.
2: Yes and and what are the studies that you will need to do to understand if this is changing and in which ways are changing I even I even don't even have ideas like because ultimately if you throw into a chromat- chromatographer the elements are going to be the same what like what, what is important here's the order of the factors and how they're how they're interacting between them yeah that the ingredients in there the chemicals in there are going to be exactly the same in the young than the old yeah
1: yeah, uh, yeah. So,
2: so like, what do you study? It's all to...
1: qualitative.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <sighs> I, I love you, the Spirits. I hate you, the Spirits. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the conclusion is we don't know. <laughs> but uh, you know, check us in a year or so, two years or so when we release the um, that that Tobola above ground underground experiment. I think we'll be closer to an answer.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. And um, we're gonna call that a wrap. Adios. Hasta pronto. This has
2: been Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders learn about agave spirits. Your hosts are Lubank and Chava Periban. Sound engineering by Roy Sierra. Theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Marc Rico. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at agaveroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. And if you hated it, recommend it to your enemies. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram.